This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Tanya Cohen was the CEO of Business Unity South Africa, a position she held for two and a half years. During her time there, she was widely praised for the role that she played in ensuring Busa was the recognized voice of Nedlac. She's now involved with a public-private growth initiative, which according to leading economist journalist Tim Cohen, is going like a Boeing. Um, Tanya, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much. Tanya, we see a little bit of optimism in um, the, the economy that we haven't seen before. Am I right? Yeah, I think it's slow and it's incremental and it's not as fast as we would have hoped. But there certainly are green shoots and there are things that are improving and there are things that are working that if one had looked at it about a year ago, you probably wouldn't have said the same thing. So I think if you, you look at the economic stimulus package, for example, there are a lot of objectives that were actually delivered um, where the promises were made. So there's been progress on the release of broadband spectrum. There's been progress in terms of getting the integrated energy plan approved. Now, that was something that actually in the my previous role as um, business in Business Unity South Africa, we had been trying to get done for about three, four years. Um, it should have been renewed in 2010, 2011. It was eight years overdue. So the fact that that has now been done and it forms the basis of energy policy going forward, those are, those are positive steps. I think what we've also seen is a lot of the institutions have actually started um, being turned around. So the National Prosecuting Authority, um, the appointment of the SARS commissioner, th- those type of things do take time. But but they are making progress. Yeah. So what's nice about talking to you is you have experience of Busa and Nedlac, and you kind of get the broader picture of what is happening in the economy and probably identify problems. Um, you know, I, I suppose you need to have business, government, and the unions together because these are the three main partners. And to what extent do you feel that there is that conversation happening or was happening when you were in, more involved with that? So interestingly enough, it's still happening in my new space that I'm working in as well, um, is that I, I think that was one of the areas where I certainly felt it was most promising because we came a long way over the course of the last few years in terms of actually building a level of understanding and insight not in terms of what the constituencies need, but actually what the country needs. Wow, that's profound, actually. <laughs> yeah, um, it is. And, 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 and it started during deliberations of the national minimum wage and labor relations stability that resulted not only in a minimum wage being set, but also significant stability bring, being um, promoted and enabled essentially through the legislative framework. So it included um, the strike ballot, which um, at the time first started being negotiated were things that you just you didn't speak about. Um, and, and I think that that has certainly deepened under the president because the approach that he takes is to say, how do you actually get people on side? How do you get the constituencies on board so that you can then move forward? So many years ago, before I joined the Jewish Board of Deputies, uh, I worked in another sphere and I had an opportunity to, to participate, not participate, but at least observe a NEDLAC meeting. And, um, Sorry, <laughs> because it's not yeah, necessarily I, 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 the I, most pleasant I, thing. Yeah, participate would be a strong <laughs> word because I actually sat with my mouth open going, ah. <laughs> um, but, but as I said, that was a long time back and the unions are not what they used to be. 
No. But they still have huge amount. Um, it used to be in terms of representing their own people for what? Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, the net lag processes are painful. <laughs> they really are. Um, they're long. Um, and you feel like sometimes that you, you really are wasting your time because you spend a lot of time there and then you can go backwards quite easily and forwards and you feel like you're in a push me, pull you type of process. But, um, your negotiating counterparts are really, really important. And what we have seen in a lot of the constituencies and including in government that there isn't the necessarily the capability that you need to have those very serious conversations and to move things forward. Um, and when I say the capabilities, I think there's the thought leadership, um, there's that um, ability to act in the broader interests of the country, and I think it's also to take your constituency with you. And I think that's where we, we have seen progress, and, we, uh, and I think we've been through a period of time where that leadership capability was whittled away, but it is it is gradually reconstituting. Whittled away from all sectors or a specific sector? I, I think from all. Like, I really, um, you know, one can point fingers at labor, you can mm. point fingers at government. The reality is it's, it's, it's no one all was of talking. us. Yeah. No one was talking. Yeah. And maybe because there was a sense of, um, I don't know, lack of... I think it was hopelessness. I think um, inability to get your hands on the problem. Mm. But that's what's wonderful about South Africa is that actually the the problem is big enough that you, you feel like you can get your arms around it if you apply yourselves. I think our challenge has been, and, it's, and it remains, is focus. Because there are so many challenges the country's having that you actually sort of, you really battle to say which ones are we going to choose. And until we choose those, we, we're going to struggle because we just are fragmented in terms of where our priorities lie. Before I leave this topic and we go on to things like um, the... the um that are public-private growth initiative and ways that, that different organizations are contributing. What I do want to ask you is, and we, we know that SOEs are all struggling, and we know that the, the kind of, I'm not saying it's true, but the common discourse about ESCOM at the moment is that there's a fear to lay off people because, you know, then government's going to head-to-head with the unions. To what extent... Are the unions dictating our policy? I, th- I think that the perception is, is quite profound in terms of the fact that, um, that, that the unions are a problem in actually us moving forward. I, I think in terms of reality, one, one actually needs to get stuck into the problem to actually determine whether or not it is um, it is a concern. Certainly in terms of when you have the conversations at a high level is that there is a fundamental recognition that, that we need to change. We need to change not only in terms of the model at ESCOM, um, because it's not working, it's not going to take us to the future, but we also need to change our perspective in terms of what future work is going to look like. It's not going to be full-time indefinite work um, where you have a lifelong career and career path. It, it looks very, very different. And the unions are battling with that. Um, I think business is also grappling with that because we haven't necessarily found those models um, to convert. Um, and certainly government is also because the, the way in which government works, I think, is, is far more institutional than many businesses, is that they're so, they, they're so heavy um, in terms of their old staffing models. So, so those are by no means um, small challenges. But I think, you know, what you do find, and the ESCOM leadership task team has been now put in place in NEDLAC, and you do find is that when people dialogue and they speak and they really understand the problems, they can move them forward. Um, And it's around focusing on it and starting to do it.
So focusing on it and starting to do it, that is what Tim Cohen was referring to in his article about the public-private growth initiative. Can you tell me a little bit about that? So PPGI for short, um, it was conceptualized by Rolf Mayer and Johan van Seyl of Toyota, where they looked at the model post-World War II um, in terms of Japan and what Japan had done to actually revitalize the economy. And what they did is they took a sector-based approach and they put together amongst the sector five-year growth strategies and they said, what are the inhibitors, what are the constraints, and how do we actually knock those off together with government? So that's the model, very, very simple. Um, and it started off um, actually with a very successful example of the automotive sector where they've been doing that type of thing for quite a while in terms of not necessarily doing a sector strategy, but they've been engaging quite actively with government. And what they did is they put that sector strategy together and for demonstration effect um, and really managed to shift the dial considerably. So we're seeing, for example, this year that growth in the auto sector is up 19% on last year. And so the concept went very, very quickly from we can demonstrate this in one sector to let's do it in a few sectors to all of a sudden 23 or 24 sectors crowding and saying we wanted to do the same. Because I think what sectors saw is that this was an opportunity to actually move into implementation to address very particular constraints that were facing the sector rather than waiting for very big policy frameworks to be approved and to move forward. So... I must say from my own perspective, it's quite a refreshing space to move into. It's much more action and implementation orientated. And you feel like you can solve the problems far easier than an ESCOM problem, for yeah. example, or a water problem or, or the challenge of the health sector. Um, Education. Yeah. So, so it's, and, and more recently, I think what's happened is that PPGI has been pulled into the revitalized industrial strategy. So under Minister Patel in the Department of Trade and Industry, when he came into office, um, only a few months ago, he said, how do we reimagine the industrial strategy? Because we need to revitalize it. And one of the key elements of that was we work with industry. We're not going to work on our own and, and, and assume what government, what business actually needs to grow and what we need to do. We're going to actually let industry tell us, recognizing, of course, that industry has to implement. So that process Does has Does industry been, recognize that industry has to implement? <laughs> they do, they do. And, and so that process is actually running in parallel with the sector growth plans, um, and it's actually working really nicely. Yeah. Tanya, I um, interviewed a, a property expert a little while back, and I was saying that when you kind of look at the skyline now in Johannesburg in the evening, you can see Rosebank because there's a huge big building that has been shut up in lights. And when you drive past Santon, you see all the building and construction that's taking place. And you kind of look at it and you say, wow, our country must be doing really, really well. Uh, you, yeah, do you want to come in there? No. Yeah. no, I think construction industry is one of those industries that has really taken a knock. Um, and a lot of that has been because, um, to a large extent, construction was, was driven from a government point of view in terms of infrastructure development, and that funding has dried up. Yeah. So, so, so that's what he explained to me. He said, you know, when, when that construction was envisaged, you're seeing it now, but it was actually envisaged at a better time. Yep. And that, that time is not reflected at the moment. But I wanted to get a sense from you about business. Business in South Africa generally. How is business doing? 
So I think that what you are seeing is that confidence levels are generally quite low. But then all of a sudden you see like the investment conference that took place a week or two ago where there's actually quite a lot of excitement still around the potential. And I think that we've got to see it in a global context. So just generally globally the economies are quite stagnant um, and they're not what they what they what they were a few years ago and I think South Africa is no exception you add to that um, the challenges that we've had over the last um, number of years where you've had an administration that's really lost its way a lack of government capacity um, and you can understand why we are where we are um, but I, but I think that what we do see from businesses, and obviously the sectors are very, very different, is that we see some hope. So we see that there are, are sectors where for the first time things are starting to make progress. So energy, for example, is that there is a bit of hope there, which there wasn't if one looked at it a year and a half ago because you really didn't know where the policy direction was going. Um, you look at forestry, for example, where since 2008 they've been waiting to be able to start planting new forests and they haven't been given government permission. And government has now, for the first time since 2008, actually come out with a few proposals on how they move that forward so that they can start planting. Um, you look at the way in which science um, and innovation is looking at um, how do they develop industrial sectors. And I think that you, 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 you get a sense that there are a few things that actually can change the trajectory quite significantly um, from, from a business point of view and at a sector level. You were part of that investment conference, or you were observer at least, if nothing else. Yeah, well, PPGI was there, um, and actually three other PPGI projects were announced at the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all lovely projects. Like mm-hmm. The one is the Automotive Industry um, Transformation Fund, which is basically a six billion rand fund that's going to come from all the um, original equipment manufacturers, the OEMs. So it's basically your Toyotas and your Volkswagen and those BMW companies that manufacturer and they've put it into a development fund that's actually going to go to developing black um, industries in the supply chain upstream and downstream. So that's going to be everything from new dealerships to new component manufacturers and how does that actually um, get um, developed and supported and that will actually support the development of the industry and the supply chain which is fantastic. The other one was the um, Agricultural Development Agency which is also quite incredible. They've used financing from all sorts of different sectors um, from, um, and it includes the banks and the um, assurance companies and that's going to be to develop agriculture and particularly black agriculturalists and the development. And then the last one which is an amazing project is called the Limpopo Eco-Industrial Park, which is on the border near Messina, where it's essentially an infrastructure development that's going to bring together all the transport nodes, really position South Africa to take advantage of the African Free Trade Continental Agreement, um, but linked in with an um, eco-park at the same time. So really exciting. That was, I think, a 10.7 billion rand investment. Wow. Like, yeah. So, Tanya, I think we're going to end on that note. Um, uh, which is kind of, you've given us, I think, kind of opportunity for growth here in South Africa. You've given us hope for opportunity for growth. Are you optimistic? I am. I think that we're moving in the right direction. Of course, we would want it to be much quicker, but, but we're getting there. Tanya, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. That was Tanya Cohen, who is um, involved with the Public-Private Growth Initiative. And uh, as to once again quote Tim Cohen, is going like a Boeing, which is a good indication for our economy. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks.